Hey guys, it's James. And Nicole. Ooh, and you're about to get into that delicious Marshland Media content you know and love so well. But first, we have exciting news about the Patreon. Oh my God, what is it? We're doing a giveaway. Whoop, 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 whoop. It's the Marshland Media Patreon Toku Bundle Giveaway. Here are the details, guys. From now until the end of February, you can go sign up at patreon.com forward slash MLM pod on the $5 or $10 tier before February 28th. What will that do? The $5 tier gets you one entry, $10 gets you two entries for this giveaway. If you're already a patron, no worries at all. You'll be entered in the giveaway as well. You may also be asking yourself, What's included in this Toku bundle? We've got trade paperback copy of Ultra Mega Volume 1, my personal favorite comic book series that came out last year, Toei's Spider-Man pop figure, one Sailor Moon, and one Godzilla vs. Kong bag clip keychain, and a Lord Dracon and Rodan enamel pin. Now you're probably wondering how and when will the winner be picked? Well, guess what I got that friggin' answer for you. The single winner, it's only one winner, will be chosen at random during a live stream on Saturday, March 5th, 6 p.m. Central Time. And just so everyone knows, the winner must be located in the United States of America and or Canada. Once the winner is chosen, we will contact them for shipping information. If you have any questions, please let us know. Ooh, that again is patreon.com forward slash MLM pod. Full details are over there for you to read right now and for you to click that sign up button. Now, on with the show. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Do you need this win right now? No, you want to know, fuck you, I do this semi-professionally. <laughs> Seriously, listen to the Rugrats this music. It's Howard out here. Are you kicking me off the podcast? Two thumbs down, Ric Flair. Go shit yourself. To bring it back to the Rugrats soundtrack. No, James, not everything can be about you. Fuck this song, it sucks, it's bullshit. I liked this song oh, a lot. Oh, man. Yeah, who's your friend with the hottest baby mama? I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> Heavy with edits and post, this is the only definitive introductory ICP playlist podcast. Now, here's your host, Sean Marciniak. Hello, everybody. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to the podcast, episode 116. We have not done 116 of these episodes. James, you're looking at me like I already screwed up. No, I'm I'm, I'm here, sir. Are you pro? Ooh, I like that. Daddy likes that. Ooh, father <laughs> likes that indeed. Yes, yes, yes. A little more, a little more, a little more uh, a gravitas to my name, if that's possible. <laughs> because, I mean, clearly, I'm, I'm, I got a gravitational pull the size of Jupiter, I, uh, ironically enough, also the size of my prostate just got to the hospital and who boy, I am not doing well in the health sense nor the mental sense. Jupiter is 2 million the size of your cocks. 
I don't know if that, I don't know how big Jupiter is. So that could either I be like, you're hey, off, but I'll take it. You, you, thing, you, I, you're you off, but I'll take one, it. Or you don't, this, but Sean, <laughs> what show is this? Well, this is never not Fago. I almost forgot to tag the show. This is never not Fago. Uh, a definitely not cleared rip of never not funny. If you don't yeah. know what never not funny is, you don't this know is what an we're interesting doing. intro. Yeah. I was going to say this makes sense to us fans of uh -huh. the show. And it should also make sense to, even if you don't know it, why we would be stealing something on today's episode. It took me. Hey, James, guess, guess how many songs it took me into this album to realize that's what they were doing. Uh, my guess is, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can actually look at the list, and my guess yep. is one, two, three, four, five songs once you get to Kraken. I think it was about Kraken, yep. Because that's a, a very noticeable 50-cent wankster. That was so... We're jumping ahead of ourselves. Wow. But like, wow. And wow. Well, it gets even more insidious on how they went about doing this. And we'll get into that later. Okay. Um, but first, like, let's go around the horn. James, I have not talked. I have not talked to you uh, computer to computer since the, the holidays. How have you been, bud? I've been well. I talked about because I'm I've done episodes without you. I know, and if I listened to this show, I wouldn't know what you talked about. I'm sure nothing but lovely, blisteringly beautiful things about me. Well, spoilers. I, we also need to stop saying spoilers, because it's not spoilers. <laughs> it's, I have not recorded the Blaze You Dead Homie episode. I'm recording that directly after this, because there was a guest who wanted to be on that episode. Is it Blaze You Dead Homie? I wish that I could be like, <laughs> dude, why were you saying the N-word back then? <laughs> Wait, so he was saying the end? Oh no! I think, I think even in this. Oh, okay. I, I don't. Th I didn't. Ooh, I didn't catch it. Maybe I, maybe I missed it. I'm, because I'm pretty sure I went on record saying "Blaze Your Dead Homie" was my favorite part of that album. Uh, yeah, of uh, <laughs> Dark Lotus. Yeah, it says, yes. I don't think he was saying it on Dark no. Lotus, but he he used to drop them so often back in the day. So did Twisted, yeah. not as often, but still did it. And Nicole was like, because I thought on the real release of Most Tasteless, I thought they edited out those. And she's like, you should probably re-listen yeah. to that. And I was like, yeah, I really want to listen to Die Motherfucker to the part where they say like, uh... <laughs> I want to burn the White House and piss in his face. Uh, something like that about the president. And they the very poignant sure. stuff about police brutality and stuff. But then there are white people dropping the N-word. And it's like, who yeah. goes, Well, because it was that freestyle a while back, too, that I, like, brought up. Mm -hmm. uh, that freestyle with Dark Lotus. It's like, I don't think... I don't think ICP have enough black people in their group or, or, or in the organization for someone to be dropping at the end, the end bomb during a freestyle. And it turns out it's probably, probably was my favorite, my favorite member of that. For me, not my favorite album. We got oh, yeah. uh, we, we, but we had a whole episode talking about that. Yeah. And um, I did yeah. in the mirror, mirror episode, which was twist as I was like, I mm -hmm. actually don't think. Sean would enjoy this album because it is very angsty. It's very like, hey, teenagers to early adulthood, early 20s, just wanting to die and being like, I hate life right now. And it's very dreary and a little bit weird, rock and roll, I, which is like, I like that 
in so many other things, mm-hmm. you know, like before before Morrissey turned into his final form. I loved this. I loved the Smiths. He's not final form yet, baby. Oh, gosh, that's terrifying. If there's if Morrissey can get worse, that's that's my biggest nightmare. You want to know his final form? He joins Congress and gets them to change the amendment where it says people if you weren't born in the united states you can't be president to just anyone can run for president and he's gonna be president no here's the thing he does it he runs he loses to arnold schwarzenegger whoa that's the final twist but like that's nothing but that's like that's nothing but like i'm a teenage angst bag yeah you know and i and i love that i don't know and I don't know, maybe it was something going on in my head, mm-hmm. but like for whatever reason, that Dark Lotus album just really did not click with me on that level. It um, rubbed you the wrong way. It gave me the bad rub. You're like Mr. X and I'm quite complex, but I'm wrong. Mr. X. Do you, have you ever, do you, are you aware <laughs> of the alphabet people? I believe is what their name is. I'm uh, familiar with the alphabet, not the alphabet people. It was a like puppet orientated, you know, like the Muppets or something in like the sure. late seventies, early eighties. I'm guessing they were educational okay. things. You where showed me this. I have a lot. You sh- you have. Okay. I think I think actually when when I was streaming for my birthday. Oh, and we be. came up with the idea of the podcast. Could be. Uh, I th- yeah. The, this podcast has its roots. In the most, I didn't, so please explain it, but one of the most disturbing YouTube videos you've ever sent me. Oh, was it the, I am Mr. X and I'm quite, yeah. okay, yeah, this is all coming back to me now. <laughs> so I, it might be the letter people, the alphabet people might be that transphobic shit that Dave Chappelle said. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or just homophobic in general. We can say that. Uh, yeah, but like also specifically transphobic. Yeah. I think Dave went out, Dave went out of his way. I mean, like, I I'm yeah. directly talking about like the first, hey, these alphabet people. It's like, shut up, you fucking ass. It's, uh, I have many thoughts on all the specials. Uh, I don't know. I have many thoughts. I don't know all of them. If, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's very, I don't know. I don't know how much to give him and it's it'll be benefit of the doubt where like the joke is i'm dave chappelle i'm a dumb dumb who doesn't get it it's like how much do i give him that benefit of the doubt there's one in the last i I don't know how we got on this tangent but in the last special there is an egregiously hacky joke and it's essentially boils, boils down to i don't mind trans people but oh no what if a woman walks into the restroom with me and we're peeing standing up and then she looks over my wiener and then she likes my wiener what do i do that and such like a that's such like an old school that never happens to anyone yeah it's it's hacky like not even not even on, on a social justice front as a comedian yeah. it's offensive because it's a bad joke but it's so bad this is why if you think too much, you should talk to someone because it fucks your whole life up. It's so bad that did he write a bad joke on purpose to highlight the idiocy that is transphobia? Is he playing no. the character? I know. I know. Because outside the joke of the is specials. So bad. Yeah. But I think the joke is so bad that like he at least knows he at least knows how to write a, a, a well-constructed transphobic joke and that's neither well <laughs> no. and it's not and it's not so, that's what I, I don't i that's what i mean i have a lot of thoughts and i don't know any of them at the end of the day fuck off you can do better
You're it's pretty not, much like, saying like, like you want to know what? Would rather yeah. you not be a bigot, but if you are, at least respect the art form of stand up. I mean, yeah, especially if you're Dave Chappelle. Here's the weird thing, like it's and it's one of those like uh, it, recommendation wise. If you didn't grow up on Dave Chappelle, yeah, don't worry about it. It's just another <laughs> not great Sam special. Like, but if you you did grow up on Dave Chappelle being the goat and like all this shit, you probably would go out of the way to see it anyway. Just make sure you're, you know, you're carrying a grain of salt as you watch it. Yeah, but I, I don't fucking know. I haven't seen anything after Killing Him Softly because that was. It's a great special. I don't know if yeah. anything holds up in it, but I remember going to Terry Ripley's house, him showing me it, and I'm like, holy shit, this is funny. Yeah, it's it's very good. It's the hard and it's the hard thing. Like even when you watch the newer stuff, it's like technically on a structure in a structural point. You know what it is? It goes back to we're gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about this song every episode, apparently. The the DMX where to hood at. Yeah. Technically Structurally, oh my god, what a banger! Then you listen to the, then you listen to the content, and you're like, oh no, 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 sir. I respectfully disagree with everything you just said. Weird Al oh, should yeah. parody that as a beaver and saying, "Where the wood at?" Yo, finally, yes, yes, Al, get on the horn, answer my emails. This not this this restraining order can only hold for so long, Al. Let us let us direct your career. Uh, but yeah, d- just so everyone knows, like, Dave Chappelle's a piece of shit. And mm. y- even also from, uh, he has not been respecting the art form for a long time. And I, I will say this, because it, you always heard stories in, like, the mid-2000s. Oh, man, Dave Chappelle just went up at the comedy store and was there for 10 hours straight. Just think of how many fucking people he bumped. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was not planned. He just went up there and they were like, hey, man, he's here. And especially in Los Angeles, in Los Angeles, there are so limited spaces to do stand up. If you're like, hey, I'm coming up. I need I need my rooms, baby. And then all of a sudden, this asshole's there for 10 plus hours being like, I'm a ho. Like, what, what can you do for that long? I apologize. Sean keeps trying to talk, but go for it. Because I'm, def- you're right. Because I'm about to defend it. It's it's very old school, like that. Especially at the comedy store, like that, like the like that's very old school to see someone like do drop drop in sets, especially like big big names doing drop in sets. And almost you kind of have to if you're working stuff because you don't. If you're working out new stuff and you're a big name, you don't want a publicized show because you're not at a publicized show. But you're also a little too big to be hitting open mics at that point. Mm-hmm. So like you do want you want you, those drop in sets are very important and Dave writes a lot on stage. Why am I why am I defending Dave Chappelle so much? This stop this episode, it. I want to. <laughs> Here, let me tell you. Can I tell you well, about my time in Buffalo? Well, one quick oh, thing. There's a difference ahead. between. If it's him, about Dave Chappelle, I'm walking the fuck uh, out. No, it's I. It's one last thing. <laughs> I say this is incorrect because you never hear that about Chris Rock. Chris Rock goes up. He still goes to just rooms that have no people in it, but it's not like he's there for 10 plus hours. Also, like Mm -hmm. how much material do you really have if you're there that long? But I think it's also different writing processes. I feel like Chris probably writes more in the notebook where Dave always wrote on stage. Nah, like that. Yeah. Respect your fellow comedians and don't be an asshat. Go up there, 
Like once you get like one good bit, be like, all right, I'm out. I, uh, or make I your can't. own fucking room, Dave Chappelle. You have the money. To be fair, he did. That was that was a whole Ohio thing. I'm spending way too much time defending All Dave right. Chappelle. Buffalo, baby. So I went to Buffalo uh, for the holidays, and I just I mostly wanted to say this: I am utterly shocked by how many juggalos have been in my life without me knowing it. Hell yeah! I don't feel safe anymore. The big <laughs> one. I don't. I don't know where these people are, and if they've heard my opinions on bizarre versus bizarre. Uh, because that's probably unpopular, but the big one, because uh, there's, there's a there's a lot of people. I remember I went to an open mic in Buffalo because uh, I haven't done stand up in forever, and I'm still bad. Don't worry. Um, he I was good, this, guys. He was good. I went to this open mic, and I, it came up. It, it it came up in conversation that one of the new comedians. Cause I, uh, I've been away for I've been out of Buffalo for about over three years, about three and a half years. I don't know all the comedians. Some comedian, some young pup. That I've never seen before in my life. I probably popped my mic there. Don't worry about it. Uh, walks up and like, hey, so I heard someone talking about uh, ICP. His first like minute and a half, two minutes out of his five minute set was dedicated to the insane clown posse. Hell like, yeah. What is happening? My buddy Brian, the big one, the big one though. The, I am to, someone I went to college with. As long, and I've, uh, he's, he's another actor. He's a singer. Um, before the pandemic, he was uh, touring with Gilbert and Sullivan, uh, the guys from HMS Pinafore. I had the very modern something general it's musical theater. And as long as I've known him, he has had zero. And I mean, like zero modern pop culture musical references. Like you could talk to him like anything. The only music he's ever listened to, as long as I've known him, was musicals, classic musical theater and like 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 standards like you know dean martin frank sinatra like jazz standards or musicals that's it i i sit down with him we have lunch the second i mention i'm in an icp podcast he immediately starts quoting word for word i stab people and my jaw drops to the fucking ground hell yeah how do you go from i stab people to frank sinatra and it was and i think it's the thing you talk to you probably know this a little bit better. If you talk to like laps juggalos, the second you bring up ice, there's a glow in their eyes. Yeah. Of like, it's the same way you talk to someone who used to be a wrestling fan and is no longer a wrestling fan. They're you know, like, oh yeah, I've been watching wrestling. They just like, their eyes glow up. And they're like, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Oh my, like it's so, and it, it was there, that fucking glow. It scared the shit out of me. My friend Monse, she, we used to do podcasts together. I'll get there. Check out I'll Get There. Very funny, like 12 episode podcast. She was in management with me. And whenever at our old job, which that old job had a class action lawsuit f with their employees, they sent me like a 400 plus check, baby. Oh, baby. That place yes, sucks. <laughs> Uh, obviously, they had a class action lawsuit with their employees. Oh, gosh, that's terrifying, especially after the Amazon tornado. Yeah. Oh, oh. Thank you, capitalist daddy. Monse knew I loved I or in quote, you know, past tense loved ICP. And mm -hmm. I guess I do now. Nicole's pissed that making fun of me for used to liking ICP is now backfired on her because now I just <laughs> like ICP. 
but it just reminded you how much you liked icp yeah and it made me be like oh yeah you want to know sometimes i dip in and out i can do that yeah. nicole oh sean wants to do a podcast so i'm all in now the stuff i thought i didn't like i actually like nicole sorry so monse would have me whenever new people in management would come in to i guess like initiate them would have me recant the history of insane clown posse from inner city posse to the sixth jokers card sure and then and their eyes glazed over the hole in the sky opened wide yep and if you were down with the clown you ascended the end of time will consume us all it ain't got nothing to do with us it ain't psychopathic records patrick what you said patrick yeah that's how he says it in the song you'll find out on shangri-la Ooh, spoilers. But yeah, my eyes uh, glow when someone starts talking mm -hmm. about ICP because it's a niche thing that I know and can enjoy with yeah. another person. Absolutely. Like, that's the whole uh, fucking I so much of my like life changed when I heard Scott Ackerman uh, kind of told about the difference between Saturday Night Live and Monty Python when he was growing up. Where, like, everybody watched Saturday Night Live, mm -hmm. and everyone agreed it was very funny. But only a handful of people watched Monty Python, and because it was a smaller crowd, he he felt that much closer to it. He yeah. felt that much more of a connection. It's the same. I mean, when I watch when I watch wrestling, absolutely. You know, and every now and again, you find someone who's, like, another wrestling fan, you're like, oh, we have something. Mm -hmm. uh, if I talk... I know I freak out if I, I find anyone, because I haven't met too many people who are listening to the Idols right now, and Idols are a great band. Also, I recommend checking out the checking out Idols, I D L E S. They're fucking fantastic, uh, but they're not super huge yet. So I'm just like, I don't know. It's, it's they're they're my little they're, they're they feel like little children to you. You want them to do so well. I feel that for Godzilla, I'm absolutely mm -hmm. like that. And people will probably be like, well, what about Super Sentai? Super Sentai fans are. Uh, there are over a thousand episodes of Super Sentai. Some of and the series, so many different types yes. of super. Yeah. Some of the series just aren't for me. And when I say one of those, people will be like, oh, you got especially anything after I think like 2002. Nicole and I are just not interested in watching because it's that time when CGI is just coming to the forefront. And on top of that, they make 50 plus episodes every year. You only have three weeks to work on CGI stuff. It's not going to be good. And oh, no, no fault to anyone working on it. It is just the time constraints of that. So I don't care yeah. for that. I like the practical effects. I like it looking, you know, kind of VHS-y. It's great. Shot on video. So when I bring up anything of that, people will be like, oh, have you seen uh, Abba Ranger? I'm like, no, I don't want to watch any of that. Or, like, it's the 90s mm -hmm. to this. And they're like, you should check it out. Q Ranger, uh, Tokuger. And it's like, I do not have any interest in that. Stop jamming this down my throat. But for Godzilla, I love all of it. From 1954 all the way to uh, 2021's King Kong versus Godzilla, but flop those. <laughs> Matthew Broderick Godzilla I even enjoy that people always interesting and those are the kind of Godzilla fans that I don't enjoy they're like 
Godzilla vs. King Kong was fine. At least it was better than that drivel Matthew Broderick one from the 90s. And it's like, shut the, it's no longer a cool take, guys. Stop yeah. saying it. Just enjoy things. I, Nicole got so pissed. There is, uh, when I released King Kaiser X on Spotify and all of that, because I released it before then, and then I put it, that's why I was specifying, not telling people, hey, go check it out on there. But I, also, hey, Go check it out on there. Yes, King please. Kaiser X on MLMPod.com. That as well, but also on Spotify what? and all that. I don't, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't listening. Okay. <laughs> I just, I saw the opportunity for a plug and I just jumped in. So but yes, but when you released King Kaiser X, I, I did like a six hour stream just playing, or maybe it was 12 hour stream just playing mm-hmm. Kaiju related games. But for like two hours, I sat down and ranked all 29 Godzilla movies that are put out in Japan by Toho. Mm-hmm. And Nicole was so pissed off at some of the ranking of like, why? <laughs> she's like, why did you put King Kong versus Godzilla so high? I was like, it's a fun movie. And she's like, there's brown face in it, James. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. You kind of take things into context. And it's how it hits you when you mm-hmm. came up with it. I don't know. Uh, me and the roommate were recently talking about. Uh, the new, the new West Side's, uh, the new West Side's uh, story movie, right? West Side. And that's the one. Uh, but like, and whether or not it needs to exist or not. And I brought up, well, like, it might be, it might be nice having a West Side Story with uh, Maria, not played by one of the fairest skinned actors of all time, Natalie Wood. And I love Natalie Wood, but she is a white woman. She is very much a white woman trying to do a Puerto Rican accent. Where the Natalie Wood? Where the Natalie Wood? Where the Natalie Wood at? I gotta go home. <laughs> you are home. I gotta, call, I gotta call my stepmother to pick me up. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it was very good. It was very good. Thank very you. Good. Thank you. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Why your stepmom uh, and not your mom, mom? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the specifics that make things funny, guys. I don't know. Step parents are funny as hell to me. If you ever see, if I ever do improv, improvisational comedy again, and you ever see me do improvisational comedy, there is a 60 to 70 percent chance i will play a stepfather at some point hell yeah it is my favorite character stepdads are very funny in the classical sense they're so like hey you like me yet please please you like do you like me yet i I didn't have a stepdad until i was like 18 so it wasn't Mm -hmm. a big deal okay i never had a stepdad actually whoa i know My, my mom needs to fuck some more your mom needs to put a ring on it. I'm kidding. If she doesn't want that ring, what if I started dating your your mom? Yo, I will. First of all, <laughs> okay, hold on. What if I was going to say, I will I... never call you daddy. I will never call you daddy. I will call Nicole daddy, but I will never call you daddy. <laughs> I want you to understand that. What if Nicole and I became in a thruple with your mom? Um, well, I told you the first part. Okay. I will never call you father. Nicole, probably, uh, probably she. Uh, there, there. I, I respect and fear her, uh, mm-hmm. much like I imagine you would a father. Yeah. So uh, I will pro- used to have a dad. You oh. can imagine. Did you fear and respect your father? Well, like no, but he played jazz. I don't know what so jazz. Like, that doesn't is. count. Jazz. I, oh, I, jazz. I mispronounced. I mispronounced a one-syllable <laughs> word. I am the Jimmy Pardo of this podcast. God damn it. Uh, yeah. Dads who play jazz or vaz, as you like to say. Vaz is fatherly jazz. Faz. Oh, vaz. I thought you were putting a V on it. No, I again, 
can't pronounce a one-syllable word. Okay. Um, yeah, fathers that play jazz, I could... Don't deserve your respect. Unless they're, you know, a whiplash kind of dad. Okay, yeah, if you, if you cannot keep their tempo Mm-mm. and it shows, like, yeah, I would, fear, I would be fearful of that. You want to um, know what that movie should have had? Uh, like uh, other Spider Man, uh, yeah. Uh, another at the end, it turns out he's J. Jonah Jameson mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> because print media is dead, so he had to get another job. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, what did that movie need? Uh, it needed a kid, another kid coming in the room, and just like, like if the tempo is one, two, three, one, two, three, a kid coming in saying one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, and then just uh, like getting a throne, a chair almost thrown at him as he ducks out because he fucked up the tempo. You know, or what I I wanted to see, and I don't know how we're going to do this because he'll be too old by the time this movie came out, but DJ Jazzy Jeff to come in and fuck it up. Ooh. Uh, And then he gets, he gets, uh, he gets uh, 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 Uncle filled out of the, out of the room. Because it is one of the greatest television uh, comedy tricks of all time. It's just cut to G- DJ Jazzy Jeff. Well, uh, I, wa- I can watch a five-hour loop on that. YouTube, get on that. I'd like to see Whiplash, but it is for Crabbin and DJing. Okay. You know, like Crabbin's, you know, like... And it's DJ Jazzy Jeff, like, screaming at, like, a 19-year-old yes. DJ, and they're like, D- crab faster! No, you're not on tempo for the crabbing! Oh, but, he, but he has to start small. It's like, that's not the crab. Try it again. Because that's the that's scary thing about that scene, is because it starts... I need to see that movie, actually. I uh, know. Because I love that scene. Here's the thing, I love that scene, so I want to see the movie. I think it perpetuates people being assholes, because there is no, like, comeuppance at the end, really. So you have seen it? Yes. But is he clearly, because I'm okay with no comeuppance as long as he's clearly defined as the villain. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, then it's fine. Okay. Like, that's the thing. It's like, if it's, if it's, you, you walk away, it's like, oh, he didn't get, he didn't get paid back, but at least we're all clearly against him. Like, that's more important. But at the end, doesn't it seem like, oh, I, we're friends again? It. Oh, you haven't seen it at all? No, I've never seen oh, it. I okay. want to see it. All right. Because I love that scene. Because I've seen that scene. The That's not my tempo. I love that scene. That scene's so ugh, chills. Um, so I want to see the movie. But like now, I, but now I know maybe they're friends at the end. Yeah. Spoilers. I think, I think it might be like that if I remember it. Or like they're kind of mm. on good terms. Instead of him just being like, wow, that dude should be canceled and should no longer be teaching children. Oh, my gosh. Well, that, that's uh, so many. So many. I've talked about I think I've talked before about how so many of my teachers can no longer teach children. And it's <laughs> frustrating. Hey, thank you. Thank you for Are, parting all of your wisdom to me. You creepy drunk bastards. All of you, apparently. Hey, have you been eating Cheddar Bay biscuits? Because what you're doing is a fucking lobster, not crabbing. <laughs> that's one that that could be one of the. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah, that's a good line. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Let's write the for... fucking movie. Let's write this script. It's spec script that is also fan fiction. We cannot do this. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, we can't do this. Nobody tell Jimmy Pardo what we've done here today. Fanfiction.net will hate us because we'll uh, actually be popular. <laughs> he and on fanfiction writers. You fucks. You absolute trivial fucks. On what the hell mouth during like the pandemic when we just couldn't record anything. 
I was starting to read fan fiction, and there was this one person who it's like, they clearly know what they like, and that's like gaped assholes by like other women, like lesbians gaping each other's asses. Okay. It's important to know what you like, though. I think, I mean, I think I'm jealous of that person. Cause like I any any time I'm like in a dating situation or like a like a new romantic situation and they're like so what do you what do you like uh, like I most of my responses are Tim Tim Allen's because uh, I don't know what I want yes yeah I'm I'm someone who knows what he wants mm-hmm. and that's gaped ass fan fiction oh no 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 I mean no, no, what no, no, did no. it make me horny yeah. Yay. But I enjoy like urine. Sure. It's a great musical. Urine Town's a great musical. Like the feeling of a butthole on your tongue as the woman is orgasming. That's my favorite Frank Sinatra song. And uh, mainly just women orgasming. Ew. (laughs) Shut up, John. That's because you've never experienced it. Never have, never will. Yes, you will. I guarantee it. <laughs> Absolutely not. It. I will never. I will never allow a, a, a woman to orgasm in my vicinity. I know this is absolutely a... not. Get out of my. Get out of my building. This is a terrible transition to this question, uh, because oh, no. like, just forget what we you just have said. a history of terrible questions on this podcast. Do you live with Torchyberry? I do not. Okay, because I always, it was a bad transition because we were just talking about like. Oh, yeah, that's a terrible yes, transition. But I, 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 I was like, I see your apartment behind you and I don't know who you. your roommates are, but I'm like, he, mm-hmm. I, I've always assumed you and Torchy Berry live together. <laughs> I hate how like quickly I answer that. Like, oh, no, that seems fine. And then I remembered it wasn't the content I was supposed to be worried about. No, it was the transition. Yes, it was just one subject to another. Uh, I'm. I, I. She's. She's allowed to experience orgasms as long as it's not near me. Nobody comes, <laughs> man, woman, small rock with genitalia. Nobody's allowed to experience orgasms near me. Them's the rules. That's my tempo. Not even you. You're allowed to orgasm. Absolutely not. You're just edging. You're tantric. You're poison, baby. I'm or no, po- sting. Damn it. Poison. Yeah, it's, it's sting. I am WCW superstar, AEW manager, and all-around painted face guy, Sting! Well, Sean, speaking of people who don't have painted faces, they have do-rags on their faces when they perform the Psychopathic Riders! So I know nothing about this side project. I assumed you were going to kind of talk talk us through it. All right, so we are doing Check Your Shit In, Bitch! From yeah, 2004, yeah. because I no think... No comma. Yes, Interesting, no, comma. No, no use of comma. Check your shit in, bitch. Check your shit in, bitch. Also, it's just, check your shit in, bitch. There's no exclamation, maybe? No, there's like very... It's a request more than it is a statement. They're like, we dumping on this punctuation. Blah, blah. Check your shit in, bitch. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. We're okay with the letter people, but the fucking punctuation posse. Blah, 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 Get the blah. fuck out. Get the fuck out. I am on record saying I fucking yeah. hate the psychopathic riders. Interesting. Because I, I think okay. they're corny. They started doing this because people kept saying, mm-hmm. oh, they're wannabe gangster rappers. And the first album, they're like, hey, yeah. if that's what people think we are, let's do this. 
most of the albums I think were released during Gathering of the Juggalos, maybe. I think that's when this one was released. It would make sense of like, hey, it's a one-off thing, that's cool. But once you do six plus albums as these characters, it's like, no, you are now serious about doing this. This is not a parody. This is not like you experimenting at all. Also, it would make sense if it's like, hey, you want to know, I just want to go in there and rap. I don't want to worry about, you know, I want to like use this as a way to work my rhyming muscle, my rapping muscle, which I've done that. To just do like, and they do in some of this. Um, I don't know who's who, but uh, quick quick spoiler is bullet is bullet violent J. I believe so because bullet sounds like good question mark. I was like a like like if like if bullets violent J violent J was stretching, like like he was like he was working. I think he was working out some like flow muscles really well. Okay, so here's my opinion on this. Only Blaze okay. and Esham are convincing in these characters. Madrox and Shaggy at least sound hype. Monoxide is at least really good at technical rapping. ABK is fine. And Violent J is a clear and apparent parody of gangster rap. If everyone is trying to be sincere, Violent J did not get that message. Oh, wow. And Violent J was like... And I ha- when we go through, I have like a couple uh, song here or there. Viol- I think this is the first time I've done this. I was like, oh, oh. I was like, I was like, I was taken, I was taken aback by some of Violent J's work on this. This is one of my favorite periods of Violent J, but psychopathic rider Violent J bullet, as I should say, sucks. So let me go down th- all of their aliases. Okay. Violent J as bullet. Yes. Shaggy Two Dope is full clip. Okay. Jamie Madrax <laughs> as Lil Shank. Lil Shank. Oh, shucks, guys. Shucks, guys. It's me, Lil Shank. I'm just here to take necks and steal hearts. Now, you'll be able to say, speak in that voice with the monoxide child, but not as Fofo. No, Fofo is terrifying. I have an int- well, Hold on. What's in the intro, because I think this is the perfect place to bring this up, because we're not going to talk about the intro. They're introducing everyone. It's like, this is this guy. This is this guy. Hey, and I have a line. Fofo sounds so surprised to be there. Slash, he just woke up. He's like, and my man on the hood is Fofo. Huh? Oh, um, hello. It's like, he was just so, no one told him he was on the album. And it's just like, oh shit, I got to write something. Uh, it was adorable. And Bullet says, them. watch like Pimpin. And it's like, shut up, dude. Uh, <laughs> Dead Homie as Cell Block Misery which we don't he was on just previous albums as Twin Gats ABK Anybody Killer as Sawed Off Esham as Converse which was only on a couple ones and Boondocks yeah. will be in further releases as Young Dirt yeah and it is, took me so long again way too long for me to realize what they're doing uh, and to be uh, and we'll clarify it here in this album they take a lot and like well-known songs yes they're sampling and there's real like famous songs they sample mm-hmm. and just put their own verses on them put their own verses that put their own choruses but taking the songs almost one for one yeah uh it's the, cl- it's the closest you probably get to the hip-hop cover album i feel like except i mean like it's just remixes or like semi covers because like you, yeah. they're not doing the but they are following the same exact structure of the original yeah. songs. The reason, the reason I say it's the closest you can get to a hip hop cover album is because to actually just straight 
cover, I feel like defeats so much of the point of hip hop. Mm-hmm. If you were to like line for line, just repeat someone else like that, that, that point, that's just bad karaoke. Yeah. Like that's not, you can't really cover like that. Um, so the closest you get is, are these like the structure is one for one, the, the sample and the beats are pretty one for one. And again, we'll get to them. Some of them, some of, I, cause I'll say this cause it took me so long to, to like realize it. I haven't listened to all the songs. I do have yeah. the list of samples pulled up. I don't know all of them. I also have the sample, which yours might be slightly wrong. If they say there's a cool Keith song sampled, that is incorrect. No, I, I got to listen to that song, too, because apparently that's the song where he specifically says, I do not want to collaborate with ICP. Yes, exactly. Lord, everyone knows how I feel about Cool Keith. Big thumbs up. Um, no, I have the list I have up is from. I had the um, same one as well. Yes, I am. We are on so many watch lists right now. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not. Oh, yeah, I guess because it's like the FBI says we're a gang. We're a terrorism. Hooray. Also, I'm going to bleep out the website you said because I don't enjoy that website. Fair enough. I uh, Fair enough. I don't know it well enough. Uh, but they, but like, and they, because they, they also point out up top, like, a lot of, <laughs> I imagine it's like uh, a, a, a video game nerd correcting you on how to properly play Dark Souls. Um, now, a lot of people misconstrue this uh, f- fucking, fucking cool Keith song, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't know why I went into that. It was so important for me to half-ass that voice yeah. and then realize it was just a bad uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. A bad Jerry Lee Lewis. Yes. Can I keep explaining uh, how they got away with this? Okay, yeah, because they didn't. you mentioned they didn't pay for any of it. None of this yeah. is, like, official. And I don't know how they're able to put these things on Spotify and stuff unless they came yeah. to an agreement with these people to be like, hey, we can split streamings. They started a record label called Joe and Joey Records to put out this. They put out only psychopathic writer stuff and mm-hmm. the first psychopathics in outer space because I'm pretty sure you, you can't find that anywhere online for streaming services because I'm guessing uncleared samples. Yeah. So they created oh. this label. So if anyone came after them, they could just disband the record label and it wouldn't affect psychopathic in any shit way or shape or form. That's so tricky. It's like an offshore bank account. Yeah. But for stolen samples. Mm-hmm. Man, say what you will about Insane Clown Posse. Their lack of talent, their <laughs> juvenile <laughs> sensibilities. Uh, how Fago, do, as soon as you get Fago on you, you have Fago on you for the rest of the day. Yeah. Say what you want about them. But God, they're clever. Fuck, they're clever as hell. They're, and they're clever as hell business people. Like, that's the thing. I feel like, like they've been playing this game of, of like, being your own record label close to the vest for so long. God I, damn. The only issue I have with it is be, they did this. They did well, more morally repre- reprehensible. Yes. It sucks. Especially for this fucking atrocious concept they had. <laughs> like, they're not gangsters. Like, some of them sold drugs, but they're not out shooting people. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's weird. It, which is why when we get to Kraken, for you to specifically, specifically use Wangsta... Yeah. ...is like, that's bold. That's a hat on a hat, baby. Little so many hats and not a, so many hats, a whole lot of heads, but not enough brains. If you ask me, boom shakalaka from downtown. <gasps> You're heathen, man. Like, 
One quick tangent. I found out that Jellystone Parks, like Mm -hmm. the campgrounds, have Yogi Bear gift shops. So I'm like, Nicole, we have to go to one of these. (laughs) Have you seen my Yogi Bear collection recently? I know you got some new pieces for uh, uh, Seasons. Oh, no one else can see this, by the way. This will probably be cut out because it's terrible audio. Oh, no, no. I'll, I'll post. So I'll post. Uh, I mean, I've posted okay. pictures. Man. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I over... like that game. Did you have that game before? No, I have got I never... that for Christmas. Nicole gave it to me. That's fucking. That's We'll cool. be streaming it. We'll stream that Hell board game. yeah. There's some odd. Like board, like, like licensed board games are odd sometimes. This one has yeah. such a cool mechanic. It is okay. Yogi Bear needing to run after and like he knows there's a picnic going on so he is of course going to get that but there are many spaces that like trap yogi if you land on them Mm -hmm. but you roll a dice and you can do one of two things move yogi or move boo boo but boo boo is there to always stay behind you in case you get caught in something once boo boo's piece moves past yogi's yogi is untrapped and i believe there might be a ranger smith piece but you're trying to beat your friend to get to the it's a nice game mechanic yeah that sounds fucking i like that that's a any time a game can use like i don't know, i like strategy in my games mm-hmm. i like strategy in my board games i guess i'm just kind of an intellectual like that Whoa. uh i'm on an icp podcast i'm a <laughs> intellectual because i'm all about that sin baby I am uh, T- Titus's father. Final Fantasy. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yep. I <laughs> <Yep>. assumed. <laughs> you assumed that I was Titus's father? Yeah. You'd be wrong. I'm Titus's stepfather, motherfucker. Oh, no, I mean, I, <laughs> I assumed you were talking about the Final Fantasy X character. Yeah. It's the just... Kingdom Hearts 1 character. No, that's who I was talking about. I was talking about Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Hell yeah. I don't. I refuse to follow the Final Fantasy lore. Yes, yeah, sucks, uh, guys. Final Fantasy two thumbs down. Have I spent ooh. more time playing Final Fantasy games than any other video game in my life? As a child, did my brother, sister, <laughs> and I have multiple saves over one hundred hours on Final Fantasy eight? You better believe it. But two thumbs down. I'll never play one of those games. Have we spent more time talking about literally anything else other than this album, this podcast? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. This album is so weird. It's so weird. They started with Dumpin'. That came out in 1999. I said that to Nicole, and she's like, like, they're shitting on people? What is going on? And I was like, no, it's a slang for shooting people. Oh. Also, teabagging, probably. Maybe. Now, I don't think Dumpin' would be... I'm going to dump my... Yeah, I'm dropping my dump on them after I dumped them. I'm dumping no. and dumping. Nah. And then you All add right. Ride and Dirty, <laughs> then Check Your Shit In, Bitch, which as a teen, this was the one I listened to mostly because of uh, one I, song I on here. I do have to correct you. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. What's up? Uh, it is it is Ride and Dirty. Oh, it, it's fine. And then there How were like you? three others that came out. But in yeah. 2019, I believe, somewhere around there. Yeah. They have 2020 on the website. Oh, 2020 they, the, is when... No, that... Really? They put that out in 2020? According to the website that shall not be named. So, Magic Ninja Entertainment, we'll talk about this in more depth when we get to the 2020 era, pretty much just stole this concept, 
even though like most of the members of the original Psychopathic Riders are on Magic Ninja. So it kind of, I mean, it, it's fine. If you are stealing Beats ICP, you should have assumed this would happen to you. Mm-hmm. No honor among thieves. Pretty much the entire roster of Magic Ninja Entertainment went and did this. It's weird that Axe Murder Boys were never on any psychopathic rider stuff. I don't know if they're on the riders, though. I would feel like they sh- would be. Maybe. I don't know. Who was who was the guy that was uh, unceremoniously, pardon the pun, axed? <laughs> Mars. From, yeah, okay. What if Mars shows up on the riders out of nowhere? Oh, man. I don't think it would because, one, he's like a Christian rapper now, and two... <laughs> Still so funny to me. I think you always were a Christian rapper. Yes. You just didn't know it back then. Man, you saying that they're in a youth group band. I was listening to Shangri-La. I was Yo. like, fuck, man, they are in a youth group band. That's the one thing. And it's like, especially going back to Buffalo and like talking to laps juggalos. The second I'm like, you know, and they're such a Christian band. They're like, wait, hold on now. I'm like, no, go back and listen to it. Yeah. Like, once you know it now, it's been there the whole time. It's fucking wild. Yeah, and Shangri-La is peak, like, for because they get Zug Island, who is a rock band, and it truly Mm -hmm. is like, oh, I'm at a youth group, and they're trying to be, like, cool. These guys have arms wide open from day one. There are some songs that sound like that, but... Yes! Oh, finally. uh, Speaking of that, when... There was a car crash that killed two of my best friends and then, like, someone who was in our friend group when we were in high school. And there was – because it was a drunk driving accident, that went into the lexicon of parents talking like, well, what what do we do for our children? Well, it's Muskegon. You don't do anything for the children. (laughs) So, oh, let's do do an all-ages venue. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. There might be children drinking there. Okay, well, what about a skate park? There might be children drinking there. That's the point of these places. Exactly. Oh, Oh, man. Oh, man. Let me clarify. Not to let children drink. The point of these places is to give children a place to hang out to not. I realized when I said it, it sounded like I was like, yeah, you open up the you open up a youth center so you can (laughs) give kids a place to drink. No, 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 no. I know. I understood what you were saying. Okay, good. Uh, There's a child somewhere out there. There's a child looking to drink who is going to use my words against me. And I won't have that. That's not my tempo. One quick thing that solidifies this understanding uh, or Mm -hmm. two things. One. Uh, just like there were three families pretty much who owned Muskegon's like downtown areas and just didn't want to sell. So for yeah. the longest time, downtown was just shuttered and bad. Do you know why they didn't want to sell? Was I, it was it money or was it like pride? I think a combo of both. Okay. Because like what's the money? There's some places like that in Buffalo uh, that like you drive by, especially – uh, so the west side of Buffalo got some great renovation. The east side still looking, and it's kind. Of, and you'll drive, especially down Clinton, and you see all these like boarded up businesses, and you hope it's that no one's moving in because like what's the money in not selling? Yeah, right. I would imagine like no, I want this to, I want this to be something. You sell it. Like what? Are, what? Are, what are you gaining by sitting on it? I think I don't know. when the mall that was downtown was destroyed and then put somewhere else. That plot of land, people that I think they were like, well, we could get more money. It probably was money, but 
My, uh, oh, yeah. I knew people who started this thing called the Donut Hole. It was an all ages venue, very small, and it was a it was success. But people were like, "Oh, must not have been pulling in a crowd." <laughs> they shuttered after a month, but that's because. They had it open. Then the city came to them and was like, oh, if you have this capacity, you need X amount of parking spots. They were in a like business area. They went to all these businesses right next to them saying like, hey, it will only be during the nighttime, not during your business hours. We will pay you monthly for these spots. Can we? All of them said no. Oh. And even before that, like they came in and they were like, well, the, you have uh, fire hazards or like you, your building isn't up to code, which would be on the, the landlord, not the people that was, were leasing it. But they no. did all those renovations, put sunk money into this only for the, the city to keep saying no, no, no. But back to my friends dying in yeah. high school. Yeah. They were like, where do kids go? This and that. And it was this town meeting taking place at my high school. And there was a pastor up there and he was like, kids should, you know, feel welcome to to come to the church and hang out there. This and that youth group. And I, I like raised my hand and like I stood up and I was like, hey, man, as a Satanist, I know I'm not welcomed there. So that that doesn't give us any place to go. Well... James, I do have to. I do have to ask you, how many sentences do you start with as a Satanist? Uh, at this at this time in your life, at this period of your life, how many sentences did you have to start as a Satanist? I, in good consciousness, cannot endorse this Krispy Kreme donut. And talking to like my family about abortion. Sure, sure. I say as a Satanist, you know, there's like satanic abortions. It's religious freedom, so you better let it happen, Texas. The Satanic Temple, I believe it is. Not the, yeah, yeah, they're killing it. Yeah. But I know they're the Church of Satan it. is still kind of, get out of here, bros. Here's the thing. I don't know how I feel about Juggalo. Well, I don't know how I feel about Insane Clown Posse. I do know how I feel about Satanists. Yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Big yeah. Hell yeah. And we're talking about for Ooh, real Satanists, devil worshippers, not you Levian Satanists out there. Yeah, a word I totally know and understand. So, I say that. Uh, the, the I shut down this minister priest. Yeah, a Come couple on, kids hang out. Like a couple days later, front page <laughs> news is this town hall, and I am quoted saying that they say a uh, high school student James McCollum and my uh, my fuckboy aunt comes up to me and says, "Hey, you and I have the same last name." Deal. So I I. I have to explain that to my friends. I have to deal with it. You're not really boys. a Satanist. I was like, yes, I am. Eat yeah, me, yeah. bro. I wish I would have said that. I wish I would have been like, eat me, bro. Eat, eat me, me, bro. bro. Yeah, it's. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I forgot why we were talking about that, but that's that's a fucking good point. Yeah. Eat me, bro. Hail Satan. <laughs> well, let's get into this album track by track because I'm pretty sure I have explained what needs to be explained. My only and I will say, yeah. for okay. each of these is just the hooks because i think those are the hooks vary from being great amazing mm -hmm. or fantastic the verses leave sometimes uh wanting more don't forget we have to we have to pick a song oh i already i know the two songs okay great and i wait the two I, songs yeah because you know we, my song no i i think i know i can convince you of the two songs and i okay, think you'll be like we'll oh yeah you're because there's reasoning behind the two uh, I do want to say before we get into track by track, yeah. how difficult this album will be, and we'll probably, we'll, hopefully, 
we say this every time we'll breeze through it because how do we critique something that's like already been done yeah especially some of the bigger ones and before we go on let's find out what was on the charts of this july oh, yeah. 15th week 2004 and we are doing the independent charts because mm. now ICP might come up. Twisted came up on theirs. They were number five, baby. Yeah, yeah. ICP, the uh, Dr. Dog of Detroit-based clown hip-hop. Yeah, I guess. Indie bands. Anywho. Okay. You could have said <laughs> Bright Eyes. You could have said yeah, The Front it, Bottoms. Both are like... Fridays and front bottoms are like a little too big to be like proper, proper indie. Shout out to Dr. Dog. Those guys are fucking great. And if you haven't listened to Dr. Dog, fucking Dr. Dog is great. And if you haven't seen their recording studio, check out This Song Stinks. What makes this song stink? Coming in at number five. Shout out to Beato, original Juggalo. Me and my brother by (laughs) Ying Yang Twins. Ying Yang Twins are indie? Yeah, but this is the album before they put out United States of Atlanta, I believe, was the album. Okay. That had, like, like really? Whisper yeah. Song and all of that on there. One of the strangest songs to, like, I get why it blew up. It just still blows my mind. Yeah, It's that just it a did. man whispering, wait till you see my dick. I'm like, well. And also. <laughs> so then, funny. It's so funny. Then David yeah. Banner also does a Whisper Song that is very progressive. You know, there's issues with David Banner's thought processes on some issues in the world, but he made Mm. a hit song about a man and the prime focus of the song was making a woman come pretty progressive for rap music. Keep him away from me. (laughs) Oh, Sharna's cheering right now. (laughs) Sharna does nothing but come. Keep her away from me. Yeah. Just rolling in buckets of cash. (laughs) She comes via capitalism. Off of parents' money. Ugh. What's, what's the fourth, what's the <laughs> fourth in song in this here chart? At number four is <laughs> one, Muc- one Monkey Don't Stop No Show by Goody Mob. Coming in at number three is the Vans Warped Tour 2004 compilation by various artists. Coming in at number two again by various artists. Man, they had two albums on the top of the charts. Various is- artists having a great year. Yes. The Source presents Hip Hop Hits 8. And finally, coming in at number one is a Treyu with The Curse. Damn. There was a lot, a lot of crunk music on the indie charts back then. Oh, yeah. Well, crunk was probably just like blowing up. Yeah. Not just starting, but just starting to really blow up. Mm-hmm. That totally makes sense. That Especially like, because I feel like, like in 2004... They're at that weird stage of like, it's huge, but it's not quite mainstream yet. Yeah. Which is a very fun time to be a part of something, I feel like. And I think it's like 2006 or 2007. That's when it goes mainstream. And ooh, baby, it sucks. Nelly's yeah. grills. Yeah, yeah, your grills. That's when it all went downhill for me. I will say, I think, I don't know if I've said this before, but a huge reason I didn't get into hip hop until after college was because I, when I was going to high school, all the hip hop, like the music I experienced that I knew I that I knew I didn't like, all that radio and like school dance fucking bullshit, was all what was this like mainstream MTV safe hip hop? 
Like Laffy um, Taffy. It, yeah. And it's like, yo, you know what? Getting older and like knowing how hard it is to make money doing this, fucking get your payday. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not, I was, I, I was admittedly a snotty little shit accusing everyone of selling out. Yeah. Get your payday. But like, it really did like keep me off of, keep me off of, the, fuck, more than a genre. Because like it wasn't, because like hip hop is more than just a single genre. It's fucking huge. Mm-hmm. There is so much, you know. It's it, in that sense, it's um, it's a it's sentai. There are so many, yeah. you know. There's so many different avenues for it. It's the most malleable. I said this on the Twisted episode. The most malleable music genre that you can get. Yeah, and I hate, I hate so much that especially because it was crunk. It, it, you know, it was the the blow up of crunk and like how easily that was to put on the radio and to put into school dances and to like really get into all, all these, you know, how, how, how much that blew up. Cause it's not, it's not them. I'm not blaming them. I'm blaming everything else. Maybe I'm blaming me. I don't know who I'm blaming, but it just kept me away from like fucking really good music for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. I hate that, but I'm glad I, I'm glad I got to see the Ying Yang twins dick. That's exciting. And also it, yeah. in some ways, prevented you from listening to shitty music like today's subject <laughs> oh my gosh so right. do we have anything yeah do you have anything to say about the intro uh, no we already talked about it okay can i so and it, i'm gonna put this out there again took me a real long time to realize what this album was doing time to ride is the first full-on track when it's time have, to ride we ride deep i have one note for it okay it is, it is a small drawing of a thumbs up <laughs> because I didn't realize it. I, I couldn't figure out for the life of me what the sample was. I'm like, I fucking love this track. It's Andy up. Yeah. And it's Andy up is a great fucking track. Andy up's fucking great. So I'm like, of course I like, like n- knowing what I know now, of course I love that song. Andy up's a, f- I love fucking Andy up. Yeah. Cause so... when it's time to ride, we ride deep. When oh, it's yeah, time yeah. to ride, we don't sleep. We come bust and bang. We come bust and bang. That's my only note. Okay. Which is just, those are just the words. Yeah. Also, I mean, I, if you see it, <laughs> this is, just be the this words. is, this is my, these are my notes. I just printed mm-hmm. out the hooks for every song. If I may. Oh boy. <laughs> um, uh, because that, that's also the only way I could remember any of these songs. I mean, yeah, it's fair. I just listened to the I just listened to the album before coming on. I listened to struggling. this album ten times this week, and I That's still too much would not know because That's, I was like, man, I gotta come up with notes for this trash. Something. No, we're gonna get through. We're gonna kind of plow through this one. For Marauders. Uh, all right. So I still don't know what this album's trying to do yet. Very G Funk. I can't like this is my note. I can't believe how G Funk these guys are going right now. I can't believe how like this sounds like Bay Area rap music right now. It's so embarrassing how long it <laughs> took me <laughs> to realize what they're doing. Also, as someone who grew up listening to a lot of mixtapes where people would do this as like just means to an end, mm-hmm. like I've heard. 20 other people use these beats as well. So that's how I would know, oh, yeah, this is some mixtape shit. Yeah. That- also, because E40, E I the only thing I know about E40 is that I need to listen to E40. He's one of those people that I can't get into his flow. There, He's one of those people, all I know is like he's a lot of, he's a lot of my favorite rappers, favorite rapper. Mm-hmm. 
And I always want to give them a chance, at least to see where they come from. I yeah. think that's very interesting. But like, yeah, sometimes that's the shoot. Shoot, you know what? I'll say this about Jerry Seinfeld. I don't blame people for not being able to get into Jerry Seinfeld for a similar reason. It's that flow. But like old school Jerry Seinfeld was very influential. You gotta stop giving props to problematic stand-ups on today's episode. What other kind of stand-ups are there? I don't know, Aparna Nanshala. She's not problematic. She plays a white boy in the Great North. I do love Aparna. She's hilarious. Man, she's dope. Yo, you know what? Yeah, here's the thing, because you've, you've all heard of Jerry Seinfeld. And the whole point of Jerry Seinfeld is that nobody likes him now, but he was influential. Uh, yeah. But listen to, listen to Parna. Everyone loves her for a good reason. She's fucking amazing. I want to see Maria Bamford. I want to see Maria Bamford as well. Joe Firestone and Aparna Nanshala do a show together because that would yeah. be the most. Uh, because Aparna, I, I feel Joe like. Firestone. Oh, she's so good. She's so good. Both of them have the same cadence, but one is like morbidly depressed and the other is like optimistically depressed. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Print that shit. Absolutely. Man, do you watch Joe Para? I don't. So I missed the, I missed the last two seasons because I don't have HBO or whatever it's on. But I fucking love Joe Buffalo Zone, Joe Para. Man, Absolutely. It's so fucking he's good. So, he's amazing. It's, it, that show, Joe Perry Talks to You, is fucking amazing. Cannot recommend that show enough. You fool, you foolish, foolish listeners. And Go watch this show. I've tweeted it to Pure Michigan of saying that Joe Perra, sh they should be paying Joe Perra because no show has made me be like, wait, you want to know what? Michigan's actually pretty okay. Then oh, yeah. Joe Para because it's in the UP shot on location and it's so fucking good. Also, it it's will tell people that the UP exists. Did you know the mm -hmm. Upper Peninsula is a thing? Uh, I always thought that stood for under penis. Uh, I thought they were shooting that show under uh, Joe Para's. Please stop this sentence. I'm try. I thought just <laughs> you would stop it, but I can't. A, a lot of my friends don't know. Even people from Chicago don't know the Upper Peninsula is a thing in Michigan. I mean, I knew it because that show. That's when I learned it. When that okay. show first, because I was a huge Joe Para head. Uh, well, Joe Para. Yeah, that's what we call ourselves, Para, uh, para heads. Zero fucks, Boyd, baby. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I, I think because I think I first. Start, I think I first heard of him. Someone's like, you should check out this Cartoon Network Adult Swim special, uh, which is where like he kind of first blew up. And then as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, this I love this brand. I love how this is funny. It makes me feel good. It's very positive. And so like you, you start going back and like looking through all of his YouTube stuff. He has one of the best one of the most thoughtful uh, Buffalo Bills are a terrible football team. It's back when we were a terrible football team. Still are, baby. I don't the see fuck a fucking Playoffs, ring baby. on your finger. Yo, don't even worry. That's because we're still fucking around. All right, okay. Daddy. I know yeah. nothing about football, guys. Uh, Buffalo Bills were a laughingstock for years and years. Like, literally, a late-night punchline. We went to the Super Bowl four times in a row Poof. and lost every one. Yeah. And then after that, and then we spent 19, no, we spent 18 years without a playoff appearance. We were a terrible football team. And Joe Parra puts it fucking beautifully of just like, well, of course, they're purposely a terrible football team so that when the playoffs come around, fathers get to talk to their sons again <laughs> and do all these other activities. It's amazing. Joe Parra, like YouTube, Joe Parra Buffalo Bills. It's 
fucking mwah, chef's kiss. See, when you said, oh, I think this is where he blew up, it was the Chris Gethard show. Oh, wait, I didn't I didn't watch the Chris Gethard show. So, dude, you uh, need to was, go back and watch the old, all of them. Are they, are they on YouTube? Yes. I, I, I could, okay, cool, cool, cool. The first uh, like 200 are on YouTube still. Ooh, then I then I will specifically seek out the Joe Parra one because he's fucking great. It is the crowdsource character contest. I think it's the second one where he plays a character called Zero Fucks Boyd, but he's being like a zero fucks given person, but still doing the Joe Parra cadence. Because Joe Parra famously is not a character. No, yeah, I remember. Yeah, no, I remember him coming to. Uh, Cause like you know you go you go home to Buffalo there's a bunch of like comics come home type of shows any sort of like town that has a few people and I remember catching Joe Para outside and him like exact it was Joe Para fuck was it Dan Licata too who's also great um, but it was Joe Para Dan Licata two of the most different comedians in the fucking world but you talk to him outside and he's very gracious very humble just very like I'm happy to be home and telling jokes You're like fuck man I love you that's my tempo. On Grift Horse with Megan Beth Keister and Howard Kramer, the, uh, Megan's friends with him and then Howard's like uh, acquaintances with him. And I never hear Howard do impressions, but he will always do a Joe Para impression. And That's whenever fair. he's brought up, we'll start doing it. And it's very funny. Like, because <laughs> the show is a lot about like selling stuff on eBay. And Joe will just send Megan th like things of his. To, because she said, like, hey, I found one of your, like, crew jackets at a thrift store, and it sold for, like, $250, and he was like, here's a bag of my shit, sell it on eBay. Joe Para is a walking thrift store. And on top and of that... Does it better than Macklemore ever could. She's like, oh, so how much of the cut do you want? And he's like, no, you can keep it all. You did the work. And she's like, I'm not going to keep this, Joe. It's your shit, man. Stop being nice. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I wish this I wish this was a Joe Para podcast. Unfortunately, we got a whole album to get through. We got to talk about Pimp Suit, baby. So, I was starting to suspect this might be, <laughs> <laughs> but nope. I have uh, I actually had a few notes on this one. Not it's not a sexy song unless you find stable business practices and pimping sexy, like especially in two thousand four where like pimping was just a code for being suave and sexy mm -hmm. like no this is specifically this is pimping well no in, <laughs> no in 2004 in rap music the, every album had a pimping song in it mm -hmm. but i feel like a lot of them were like quote unquote like music video pimping mm -mm. was that no, i could no, be no, mistaken no. that might be, okay that that came that probably came a little later then. probably or s earlier because this is when like magic stick was coming out uh also mm -hmm. hustle and flow elevated that beyond belief of like hey you gotta keep women on your payroll and you know smack them if they get out of line naturally that's my tempo that's not my tempo all the sex workers be loving my pimp suit all the thugs be loving my pimp suit all the riders be loving my pimp suit all the bitches be loving my pimp suit pimp suit pause real quick uh, yeah. Are we about to move? So are we about to move on? Mm -hmm. Can I take a pee pee break? Yeah. Can we cut that out? Yeah. You promise? Yeah. If anybody in the universe knows that I pee, Please go pee I will be man. so upset. Now okay, I have you. to keep this in. I'm so sorry. Yep. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> Sean came back really quick, so I feel like one of his roommates was in the bathroom. Oh no. 
Uh, I just I just had a big pee. Okay. Oh no, I uh, I thought you came back very quickly. Oh no no no. Uh, I just I have a I I had a, I had a good but efficient pee. Okay. Hell yeah. We get right. a crack in. This. So I was so a little happening? more suspicious. Here's the thing. I was a little more suspicious. I wasn't full on yet. I, because I did, because I didn't recognize it. I had to look it up, and it was. This is the song, by the way, that they are sampling "Wangsta" by Fifty Cent, which is uh, a, a, a not as legitimate gangster. Uh, for those of you new children out there who might not may have never even heard of the term "Wangsta," and so for them, and then Kraken is all just like. Uh, how fucking thug we are, and how just how straight gangsta we are. That's how. Well, that's what all the songs are. It sucks. Yeah, but it's, but especially for, and to call it Kraken, because it could also be interpreted as a white gangsta, a white suburban child, maybe from I don't know Michigan, claiming some of these inner city fucking lifestyles. Ooh, and like to call the song Kraken, which is the verb, the verb of cracker. Am I reading too deep into this? I don't know. How deep does this go? I don't fucking know. It goes all the way to goddamn Sharna. Is is Sharna <laughs> a fucking juggalo? I don't know. Nah, from what I hear, she might be a little bit too bigoted to be a juggalo. She's she's a Jeffa ho. She's a juggalo that doesn't that refuses to acknowledge uh fuck your rebel flag. Yeah. Or it's uh uh, I, <laughs> I was gonna say doesn't acknowledge. I believe the Thirteenth Amendment, <laughs> if that's the correct, because I think it's the Thirteenth, Fourteenth, and Fifteenth were part of uh, like ratification. I do. I don't know. I host an ICP podcast. <laughs> I have Come been on. correct on like other amendments in the past, so I might be good. Hey, but um. <laughs> We get yeah, a cracking, so what's happening? A- Don't get a rider while he'll start blasting. We make it crackalate until the night is late. If you get a rider wild, it's your last mistake. James, I want to ask you uh, on the conspiracy because the, the, the whole conspiracy thing that's a that's a half bit. How how much do you think that was a deliberate choice to call the song cracking and to like use cra- was it crackalate is the phrase? Yeah. Like, how deliberate is that of a choice uh, for these however many white people to write this song in using the sample Wangsta? It's six white these... people and one black person. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, oh, yeah, because Esham's in there. Yeah. Is Esham in, on this song, though? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. I'm still very... I still think it's deliberate. I still think there's a very deliberate choice to, like, essentially, like, a 50s... You know, like, sometimes on Twitter, someone will, like defend again defend themselves against an accusation nobody made against them yeah i i feel like it, it's what i feel like this is one of these situations where they're like oh we're not wanksters and then meanwhile 50's like this i wasn't thinking of you when i wrote this song but now that you mentioned it sure like it feels like a response to wankster yeah specifically yeah i don't know uh, uh i think they found the beat on limewire and said we can use this Oh, that's because let me tell you this, Sean. Go ahead. Back in I think tenth grade, I made a song called "Generation Imitate" to this beat. Cringy as fuck. Oh my gosh, I'm always curious. It's one of those things. It just there feels like there are too many coincidences in this song. 
specifically. I, I'm very curious about this song. And it, but it's the hard thing with with them sometimes. How much of it? How much of it is how much of it is like circumstance and coincidence? It just kind of happens that way. And then how much of it is planned? I think zero like, of this is planned. They again mm. went to Napster, went to LimeWire, or someone had the CD single, ripped the instrumental, and said, "We get it cracking. Rodas don't make mistakes." I res I I, re I respect that. Uh, respectfully, though, I will keep my tinfoil hat because I'm still not sure. My sin boil gat. It's a gun that shoots uh, like pus from boils at you. For, oh, and they're genital boils. Okay, where does that's the, where oh, the sin? Because gen and because yep, genitals are clearly sin. Yeah, uh, Ken, Ken and Barbie are the only perfect human beings. Yeah, dude. Nice. Oh, what's what's the next track? I think titties is genitals too, though. <laughs> what's the next track? But if they don't have nipples, I guess Which they're not. She doesn't exactly. Oh. She have breastuses, no titties. I draw nipples on all my Barbies. Oh my gosh, James! What's the next goddamn track? Gun smoke, worse than secondhand lung smoke. Smoke toke, fall asleep forever, never woke. Riders ride on every bitches until they broke. Gun smoke, slit throats, bitch don't get choked. Gun smoke, simmer down, ho, don't provoke. Gun smoke, better be the murder that the riders wrote. So this is the track I noticed Bullet for the first time, really. And I, I, I kind of like some of the stuff he's doing on this. Uh, I wrote down off of his verse, uh, I create gun smoke, but suckers never get to see that. And I don't know why that stuck out to me. I won't say profound, because that's not fair to anybody. Uh, but that phrase. Sean, I, I, I think yeah. you need to read into this more. What he's This is an ableist line. He's just shooting blind people. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, really, if you look into it, the the fact that they used, you know, um, In Cold Blood by Kanye West and Scarface, it has to West. be that he's shooting blind people. It's I, I, I it, there's something about I don't know. There's something about the acceptance, the overall. And it's, and it's weird. It is, it, this is imperfect. This is me looking for roses in a, in a shit in a shit storm. Like it's not because they're not. It's fake. They are they are studio gangsters. Yeah, purposefully. It's a, in their quote unquote search for parody. They're just studio gangsters. Something they said they would never do. I think last album. Probably. Um, but but there is some. I don't know. There's some real awareness. There's just something sort of. There's a there's there's a, there's a somber acceptance to that line. To that I create gun smoke, but suckers never get to see that I do this shit. And because you and like in that sense, like I don't know. I create stuff because like I. I you have to write from somewhere, uh, some space of metaphor. I create things that like really when it, the people I'm hitting at, they don't get to see it. Not everyone gets to see my shit. I don't know. There's something about, I don't, I really don't know what, I really don't know what it is, but something about that line just kind of like just stuck. Yeah. It's a nice uh, line. I will say to bring something back to the dark Lotus episode when you were saying, you know, say what you will about WWE or AEW, these big places, you know, like when people get independent, they have that freedom. But sometimes in the case of Dark Lotus, when you have all this indie freedom, you kind of do dumb shit. This yeah. is a prime example of that as well. 
This whole project is a prime example of that. <laughs> of just like, hey, we can, we, no one is telling us we can't, so let's do. And then sometimes, no, that's There's great. no rule that a dog can't play basketball. Yeah. Let's let a dog play basketball. Problem is, in real life, if you put a dog on your basketball team, it's going to be a very bad basketball team. Yeah, he's just going to be dog. humping teen legs. Mm-hmm. They, I'm, I'm assuming this, is, this well. is high school, right? Uh, uh, Airbud, wasn't it? Middle school? Airbud was high school. But I do, as you know, um, I'm very independently wealthy. I do own several NBA teams. I could put a dog on a on the Milwaukee Bucks. If you're independently wealthy, how come I had to pay for the Otter Commission and not you? Um. So the next song is Scrimps. Okay, Scrimps is in my... I was walking yesterday mm -hmm. and it popped into my head. This is okay. the dumbest, funniest song Psychopathic has ever put out. So Scrimps, if, and if you're new to this and you don't want to listen to this album, which by the way, we don't blame you, uh, is Juicy by the Notorious B.I.G. Arguably his most famous, I think probably his most famous song. Yeah. But from or Hypnotize. Or Hypnotize. But from one of many people's Mount Rushmore of hip hop. Yeah. Like, this is a huge song to like, and, and it's also a very deep song from the Notorious B.I.G. Mm -hmm. It's a very personal song. It's a very emotional song. And then you have this song about like old gangsters, like yeah. living lavish, eating scrimp, which is just shrimp. And drinking it sounds like wet steak. It sounds like messy steak. Yeah, from the I think you should leave. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sounds like you just poured water on shrimp. Yeah, it's Ugh. so absurd and bonkers that I'm like, yeah, this is this is funny because it's okay. so. And I don't think they were trying to be funny. They were trying to like make like a cool song, but it is so dumb. Maybe. I think the humor is something you have to get out of a second, third, tenth listen, because all <laughs> no, no, but I mean that because the first time you're hearing it, and I think by now I realized what they were doing, by by the by the unmitigated theft of the juicy yeah. sample, I was like, you know what? I think I know what they're doing here because I was just so taken aback, I couldn't process anything other than, oh, oh. Oh, like I just, I couldn't, I, my brain ceased functions at that point because like, how the fuck do you do juicy? Yeah. That's and you mentioned this before this, I had the rule of eights, I believe is what it's called from the Simpsons mm -hmm. where, yeah, I listened to this album maybe 10 times around there this week. So yeah, I, I was like, this is so fucking stupid, but it's like, it's unintentionally funny, I think. I think that's fair. Well, it's also, it's definitely a rule of eights. I think it's also, though, I feel like there are people, so the movie The Room, the Tommy Wiseau movie. I wasn't going to bring it up because you bring it up all the time, and I, I don't have the affinity for The Room that other people have. Which is fair. I, I do bring it up way too much. Um, but I, I, I want to bring it up for this reason. I think when The Room first came out, there are people who maybe not were super inundated into mystery science theater style stuff mm -hmm. that probably saw it. Or you know what? Mystery science theater is a better example. People, when, when it first came out, I'm sure there are people that like turned it on for the first time and were like, these are just bad movies. Like yeah. there's nothing 
enjoyable about that. And then it, after a while, like you kind of like inundate yourself into that. I don't think there are too many people who jump into bad movie loving initially, like off the jump. I think you have to see it maybe once or twice to be like, oh, this is fun. And then as soon as, and then as soon as you're inundated, you're off to the races. Like you can see any bad movie for the first time and be like, yeah, this is fun. But I don't think too many people jump into it because you have to like, because it goes against your natural instincts. Naturally, instinctually, I want to like a good thing. Yeah. Liking a bad thing is, I don't know, it goes, it goes against my survivor instincts. I grew up on Mystery Science Theater. I saw Riff Tracks do The Room. And there are some movies that I'm like, oh my God, I will watch this without the commentary of them mm -hmm. doing it. But The Room was not one of them. I was like, I, I like my Riff Track dudes doing it. But no, like Birdemic is one of those. And I'm like, how could anyone not watch this with a riff track? Birdemic I couldn't get into because they were trying to make a bad movie. No, that dude wasn't. Really? Yeah, the director was not trying to make, he was just trying to make a movie. Is he sure? Yes. Okay, I have to rewatch Birdemic then because that, that shocks me. But I also say I've only watched... I watched The Room for the first time on Rift Tracks because we couldn't find it without. Mm -hmm. And then any time since I've seen The Room was with a group of friends. That might be, yeah. And that, I think, and that, that to me makes it like, I don't know if, I don't know how, well, at this point, because I've seen The Room enough times that I probably could sit down and watch it alone and clap my feet and be a happy little baby about it. But that, but I'm all, at that point, then I'm also thinking about watching watching the room at Edo's place with all, with all the Buffalo comics before we went to see the new, um, disaster artist movie. Like, like uh, there's some, there's some nostalgia now attached to the room. Oh yeah. For me. Can I yeah. bring up three movies like good, bad or yeah. Good, bad movies that I've recently seen. Sure. Two of them are three ninja movies. One is three ninjas knuckle up and one is three ninjas kick back. One of them is, is it's a woman or not even a woman, a tall man who is like dumping toxic waste on a Native American reservation. Oh my God. This girl <laughs> confronts these like the like thugs of this man. And she's like, where's my dad? I know you took him. This, this girl's maybe 11 years old. They're oh. at like a pizza parlor. And this what? is a low-budget movie, so you can see everything. I need to say that for the, what's about to happen. Okay. This man says, oh, little girl shouldn't be drinking beer, pours a beer on her, and then grabs her by the shoulders and doesn't push her down, throws her on the ground. There is no padding on the ground oh. it is a and it's you it, clearly not a stunt double it's a child oh, being thrown by a no. beef and then these three boys come in and just wreck shit that's those are two of them and i've been getting a lot of flack Jesus. for for this next one nicole okay. and i watched scream 2 on new year's eve okay and that movie all like the plot it's been years since i've seen any of a scream movie the plot the mystery the like camera work, the setting, all of those are really good, but the dialogue, the acting, and especially the music cues make it so fucking campy that get high and watch it. I watched it originally when I was like 19 with an ex and we loved all of the screen movies. I think they're fun movies, but this one yeah. is a bad movie. Okay. It's fun okay. still, but yeah, man, it's bad. 
Hey, oh. And that is our bad good movie review corner segments. Anything we can do to not talk about this album? Yeah, and soon uh, <laughs> I think you're gonna be. You have a ninja, a three ninjas movie in your future. Oh no! When did I agree to that? Uh, one of them has Hulk Hogan in it, and we might be doing oh, it on okay. the Patreon. All right, I'm on board. If there's a, if there's a Hulk Hogan on there, I'm gonna hate that guy. It's baffling, man. Dude, I'd mm. right so off. So we're on right off, yeah. Uh, no, I take it back. Scrimps, I realize by scrimps, I realized they were doing some of uh, samples. Still didn't realize what they were doing yet. Right off is when I had to be like, I had to like specifically look up what was happening, mm-hmm. and that's when I found uh, this website. So I did not realize by scrimps what they were doing. It took me so fucking long to realize what they were doing. James, you don't understand how disappointed <laughs> I am in myself. Uh, right off's fine. Yeah, at first I thought it was go to sleep, um, but it absolutely wasn't. It just made me. Th- it just made me think of that. Uh, the hook for anyone who doesn't know is: I put a hole in your head and then I ride off, save the wasted breath on a buster, and let my gat talk. Leave that ass dead on the motherfucking sidewalk, putting hot rocks in your frame and then i ride off that sucks oh no (laughs) (laughs) uh oh and the uh sample if anyone's interested is the knock uh by nocturnal and missy oh it's like i kind of want to check out that song because i'm not gonna i didn't hate the sample that's what this album if this album did anything for me there's a lot of just like i should look that up i didn't hate the sample yeah Next. So, so it gave us something. Yeah. Yes. Next is Money Green. Ooh, from Hey Lover by LL Cool J feature LL Cool J featuring Boys to Men. Another song. I, I need to look up Hey Lover because I like Sounds cool. I bet it would sound better with LL Cool J and fucking Boys to Men. But you know, whatever. Uh my nickname in high school was LLF Word James. Are you proud of yourself? I got called that a lot in high school, baby. <laughs> no, I know. It's just, oh, yeah. And by I, the F word, I mean the F slur. Yeah, I yeah, I figured. I um, want my money yeah. and weed greener than the grayness. It just like smoke in my chest. I want my money and weed greener than the White House lawn. It's like smoking my bong. Yeah, this is actually... This actually, there's a lot of not very good hooks. I feel like this is a low point for hooks here. Uh, see, I enjoy this song because it's just about smoking weed, and that's mm-hmm. a reality they live. You know what? Agreed. Also, there is, I think one of my favorite lines is, uh, I'm bringing, and guess who wrote it? Uh, I'm bringing all my money to hell. What's for sale? Like, just fucking moments like that. They're just like, maybe stop and be like, wait, this album's still trash. But like, wait, yeah. I don't know. Like, ugh. bullet, dude, man, I'm bumping in my murder for hire, dude. This, you know what? <laughs> nah, another huge song. Yeah. Air Force Ones by Nelly. That song was huge. That song still is pretty fucking huge. Yeah. Like not as big as Juicy, but like, how, how do you? The cojones, the the the, the, unmi- the unmitigated, just gravy. 
We murder in for money off. and we're mob on the scene. It's black trucks busting shots in pursuit of the green. It's for the money, kid. Shut the fuck up and get shot. It's for the money, kid. Shut the fuck up and get shot. So this is a fantasy role play song about, uh, you know, bounty hunting, being a killer for hire. Yeah. Uh, I, sh- I, fr- I didn't write it down, but someone's ends their verse. 100K a shot and I got real bad aim. That's probably not what you want to put in the advertisement. Yeah. That's probably the opposite of good advertising. I, I mean, don't think I want you to murder for hire for me, sir. Unless they only murder for corporations and the government. So then it's like, yeah, griff those people. Get them for all they are worth. Yeah, but I'm looking for a murderer. So like, what? I don't know, maybe I'm being selfish, but I just, I wish, I wish they would write, they would murder for me, you know? Well, maybe the riders in 2020 do. Maybe I'll hit him up. I'll see. It. I'll, I'll 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 price check him. You ready to go on to guilty? Yeah. There's one really bad line in this, which is Shaggy says, "I'm a criminal." Calling me that's like calling an R word dumb. Yeah, it's very very 2004. Yeah, I won't act like. Like the thing is, like I won't act like I wasn't using uh, those phrases back in 2004. I absolutely was. I was also 14. Mm-hmm. And uh, surrounded by a world of insane, but uh, surrounded by a world of uh, insane clown posse and insane clown posse inspired acts. I don't know. But like, it's, there are certain things you kind of, for, I don't know if forgive is the right word, but you accept via context. That's just kind of one of them at the moment. Still sucks, but sucks. When you're in yeah. sixth grade getting called the F slur all the time, you really uh, d- are more sensitive to other people as well. Fair. And it's, I wouldn't know that because I was always super popular. Uh, I don't the think ones, were you the one song uh, I want <laughs> the one part I want to talk about this song because here's where I really locked in that like shit. And I stand by. I said this before. Uh, I do. I still stand by. I think Jay really f- fucking stretched some some shit out. I think this is some of his better f- straight flow, not content because again he's a lot of these songs he's writing about stuff he doesn't know. But I think his, but his guilty. I just wrote down Bullet's whole verse where he's fuck, like he's just having fun with it. What's a line? I, I don't remember any of the verses. The only thing I remember him saying is like, we get it cracking with the pussy shit. Something like that in cracking. Uh, so the last verse. Uh, oh, we popping pussy. Bitch, I'm guilty. And because of it, I'm glad to be rich. I'm happy. Got her fabulous. I fuck a raggedy bitch. I ride dirty. Pull me over. Bullet is busted. He might have he might have not checked the trunk. I take no chances. I ain't trust him. I'm a gangster. Because call me Bullet the Monster. I'm demonstrating murder skills if anyone wants to. Riders are ready and guilty of all sorts. I've been blowing Richie's out of golf courts. Keep it gangsta. Oh, yeah, that, that one's pretty good. Like, lyrically... Some of the stuff is all right. I think I think I I think out of anyone again, violence probably my favorite. I think he understands what he's doing when he writes in kind of like these like when he when he writes in these a little more generic because at that point he's just writing horror fantasy leaning on gang on, on a gangster side of things. Yeah, uh, when he's doing that, it works. It's fine, but specifically his flow, I think. I think he's he's really he's tying syllables together in very interesting ways. This I, is peak uh, Violent J. Yeah, you 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 are going to love him like post Shangri La, probably up until like the next Joker's card. 
I'm excited because yeah, this was for a, such. It is weird. Like I had said before, I think like I can't recommend this album. I think it. I think it's kind of. I think you skip around, but it's worth it to kind of see just their skill progression. Yeah. Fucking. I don't know how I feel about stuff. Yeah, Guilty's weird. Guilty's a weird one, but a great. I thought that's the verse. I thought that I really checked in on what he was doing with the bullet character. Fucking wild. Uh, for the next one, all we need to comment on is run that was for years people said it was a dr doom aka cool keith song yes sorry i confused you keep you keep calling you keep saying dr doom which is the one cool keith project i have not listened to so i always get confused with him and emma this is my brain haywiring i'm wanting to correct you okay so here's some stuff that i read because i I was looking into that album trying to find like what the sample is and Mm -hmm. He has a diss to Dan the Automator. Automator. On Dr. Doom because there was conflict of who owned the Dr. Octagon stuff. And if he would, if Dr. Mm -hmm. Octagon was Cool Keith or if it was him and Dan the Automator. And I guess there was a big falling out between them. And that's so sad. He also says some racist stuff towards Dan on that. That's not great. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, but hey, guys, check out Deltron 3030 if you want some real good Dan the Automator production. Or the first Gorillaz album. Ooh, baby. Oh, hell yeah. Fucking Dan the Automator is great. I'm real sad now. Um, There's even a Gorillaz, technically a Gorillaz song on that first Deltron because uh, Damon Albarn is on Uh, one of the songs. Time is slipping, right? Uh, Yes, or yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that song's so fucking good. Ooh, baby, it is. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right. I'm glad we're talking about that now instead of the fall of my heroes. See ya. And finally. <laughs> I did. I did. I wrote down one sentence. Okay. And I don't know what's wrong with me. All caps. Considerably improved flow from previous ICB uh, projects. ICB. Con- insane clown bussy. Hell yeah, baby. And then I wrote nothing for last ride. It, it, it existed. Okay. So let's get into what I think the song should be. Okay, that's fair. I, I think nothing because this is we're t- this is an ICP playlist technically. Okay, and what is ICP? ICP is like juvenile humor and like absolute sincerity when it comes to death and the afterlife. You're so, trying to you're trying to argue for scrimps, aren't you? I am arguing for both scrimps and <laughs> last ride. Last Ride is so boring, though. I know Last Ride as a teen was the only song I would go back to on this one because it, it oh. like it's sincere. I mean, I guess I just want to because I don't think either. Shit, I should have given this more thought. <laughs> yes, this is how I win, baby. It's because I didn't try hard enough because I do think there are because there are moments like where like Violent J is really doing some of his best flow work. In this terrible album. Yeah, and, and Scrimps. Scrimps wasn't my favorite. But again, Scrimps was so hard. Scrimps was so hard to get past Juicy. I agree with Scrimps. The fact that they fucking... The fact that they... The fact... Yes. Scrimps I'm on board with. Okay. I want to fight for Kraken. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll go with it. Kraken's yeah, fine. Because, and because, again, maybe I'm I reading like too much hook. into it. There's something very... And even if it's unintended irony... It is deep irony. Like the mm-hmm. entire theme of the album could really be summed up by what is it? Five white guys and uh, five white guys, one Six. black. 
Oh, wait, wait, no, actually, no, no, no. Uh, it would be four white guys, one half native, half white, one full native, and then one black okay. man. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I, I'm, I'm gonna simplify. It. I'm gonna put it as this: uh, two white clowns and their friends. <laughs> well, no, no, Shaggy's half native. Is he really? Yes, or part. I don't know if it's full half, but yes. Uh, I I had to look that up because we were like going really in on their whiteness, but then I was like, because well, they, they those are two albums where all of a sudden an end bomb is dropped, and you have to like look around and be like, can anybody say that here? Uh, one person like, can. Had to, like, go, Okay, which is good to find out, but it wasn't him, as it no. turns out. No, no, no. Neither time was it. <laughs> but, like, yeah, there's something about just the irony of Yous and Wangsta, which was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I, that song, it's just so... It wraps up so much of what this album ended up being. Also, further irony, because it was produced, I believe, by a D12 member. They were beefing with what? D12. Uh, because Deep. I think that's Mr. Porter's beat. You talk and I'll verify that. Yeah, it, it's so, there were just so many moments of just like, if they really knew what they were doing, they might be brilliant. I, I am the, incorrect. It was Shaw Money XL. Okay. But still, it's a 50 cent shady records. It's still, there's more layers than just it's Wangsta. I don't know. This, that's, this might get on the playlist more, more because it exists than it's actually like good. But the fact that it exists is is mind-blowing mm -hmm. that's just wild so okay yeah if you don't mind because scrimps is for the same reason how 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 did you t how do you how do you take juicy and do that to juicy i'm not mad i'm impressed can i say something uh some Please. juggalo ran into the wikipedia for wangsta because the instrumental for the song was used for kraken a song by the psychopathic riders in 2004 Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Juggalos. Get known. Fucking get over, you beautiful marks. Oh. All right. Uh, do, do, do you want to read reviews for this album? Oh, there were none. <laughs> I thought I said that up front, but no, there I think were. You did, but that's still, that's funny as hell to me. No, I think there was one on Amazon and that's it. But I would oh like gosh. to explain what will, what's for the future of this show next week. We're, do, we're discussing mm -hmm. the pendulum, mm -hmm. and I bought the – like, I found a website. We'll not say the website because they price comics how they're supposed to be priced instead of eBay just gouging prices. Someone must have turned in a bunch of the pendulum, and I was able to get them for around – like, I think I got – Nine, ten issues plus a Street Sharks comic that I'll be sending to Howard Kramer because he loves Street Sharks for like 30 bucks. Okay. So I have all of those. We also have like digital copies of them that someone scanned in. And guys, I read the ones that I had before ordering. It's great. I'm in. It's <sighs> dumb fun. I'm excited to talk about it. But then after that, before we get into Shangri-La, we're sitting down with Sean and we're going to get his thoughts of, hey, we've done with him like 14 episodes or so. What's what's his mind thinking with all this ICP going into the final? And then we're going into Shangri-La. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I cry. I want to say this now. The worst thing this podcast has done to me is that now when I hear my friend James is excited about something like these comics, I had there's a pit in my stomach. 
from I I expect so little out of these comics. Oh right no, now. no, you should, you should. Okay, but, great. <laughs> but there is one thing that you the first thing that made you interested in ICP was the lore. And this shit is so jam-packed. This reads oh like a Kevin Smith uh Silent Bob and Violent or Jay and Silent Bob comic where there's so much text and it's like, but it's nice and well drawn of like that kind of image era comics. Do you follow a quick tangent? We might have to edit this out. Do you, do you follow OSW reviews on YouTube? Uh, No. All right. Maybe we want to edit this out there. uh, Cause I could shout them out. uh, If you're a wrestling fan, especially old school wrestling review is uh, three Irish fellows that um, will review old, old wrestling pay-per-views and they're great. They're very fun. They recently uh, had an episode covering the Ultimate Warriors comics, and the Ultimate Warrior is a fucking crazy person, mm-hmm. and his co- his comics are oh, so like I'm anticipating I'm anticipating some of that energy. Um, well, that, like beautifully drawn, but yeah. like wild, wild shit, dude. They're great. It feels like the Crow meets ICP meets like oh. Image Comics. Those are, those are two out of three things I really enjoy. It's dope, man. There's there are yeah. minimum like three police officers killed in every issue. Oh my god! <laughs> those are three out of four things I really enjoy. And there was a like a D twenty style uh, role playing supplement. We will be playing that with some of the hated and critic guys. Wait, say those words in that order again, please. There was like a D20 system, I should have said, like where like, you rolled like the dice Like a and Dungeons stuff. and Dragons role-playing game. Yes. I can role-play as a juggalo? Yes. What the fuck is happening? Oh, did I not tell you this? No. Did I just send this to the hidden? What? So Lil Corey, what? who was on Big Money Hustlers, uh, our friend Jose, <sighs> Joe, and Rudy, we do a D&D podcast. We haven't been able to do it because of, I don't know, not being able to be in the same room with five people because it of the virus. It hurts to exist. It hurts to exist with this knowledge. This so is out there. A couple of them agreed to it. So I will be DMing eventually oh. further down the road for real. Uh, I'll put it into 5E because 5E is what D&D should have always been. Opposed yeah. to, I think this was 3.5 style rules. Which, yeah, that was, it was. Which is I remember this, trying to get my f- friends into D&D when I was like a 12, I was 12 years old. And I was trying to get friends into D&D, it was around 3.5 and it was just like impossible. Yeah. But too much for a bunch of 12 year olds. 5e is not too bad though. Oh, 5e is just like, when you think I of like, 5e. hey, how do you play D&D? It's 5e is what comes to mind. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's, that's the plans oh for the God. future of this. Sean, what you got to plug? There is an insane clown posse role-playing game. Nothing I plug is going to beat that information. Live with your lives as best as you can, knowing this is out there. The truth is out there. Juggalos are the new elves. Deal with it, fucking haters. Hey, guys. 
Speaking of haters, I'm about to get some. I'm kidding. Uh, by saying Scream 2 is a bad movie, that's where I'm going to get the haters. <laughs> Guys, over on patreon.com forward slash MLM pod, we are doing a giveaway. It's a tokusatsu bundle giveaway. It comes with like a tokusatsu comic, a pop figure of Toei Spider-Man, some pins of Godzilla and Power Rangers, all this good stuff. If you sign up for the Patreon and you're on the Patreon by... Uh, the end of February, start of March, you'll be able to be put into a raffle to get this giveaway. If you're on the $5 tier, you'll get one entry. If you're on the $10 tier, you'll get two entries. And what there's full details located on patreon.com forward slash MLM pod. Anyone can, can read that. It's a public post, but over on the $5 tier, you get podcasts every single month, and Sean will – he's been on a few of the episodes. He's great, uh-huh. guys. I'm great. You love us. Yahoo! So check that out. <laughs> Go over to MLMPod.com for my other podcasts and my music. But if you're a $10 patron, shouldn't have said the MLM Pod stuff – $10 patrons get shout outs. So if you're like, you have a juggalo handle and you want that shouted out every time, you would start on the $10 tier if you're if, if you're asking me anything. So let's begin with Steve F. Baba Booey. Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, who's going to be a daddy soon. Daddy Booey. Alex Z. The Waz. Waza Booey. Oh, Ryan, he's a rapper. Defo, D hyphen F O. Check him out. Ba hyphen ba hyphen booby. That was harder to say than I thought it was going to be. Kayla, a.k.a. Two Grapes. Two Grape Booey. Tyler Wright, he's my friend. Friend of Booey. He's also already a daddy. Elliot W. at Garlic Sunshine on Instagram. Garlic Booey. Jordan B., the Chaos Witch. Chaos Booey. Nicole's brother, a.k.a. my Bickle, my brother-in-common-law, Joshua. Joshua? Brother Booey. And last week's guest, Steve Barnes, a.k.a. Introvoid. Follow him on Spotify and Substack. Barnes a buoy. Oh, yeah. All right, Sean. This was an under two hour record. Yahoo. Hooray. Still too long oh for this. <laughs> wow. All right, guys. See ya. Bye bye. This has been Never Not Fago. <laughs> oh, uh, AK 47, gone, not forgotten. This has been a Marshland Media production produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash mlmpod and sign up today. Oh, yeah.